0: This message was presented at the GYC 2015 conference called Chosen Faithful in Louisville, Kentucky. For other resources like this, visit us online at www.gycweb.org. Dear Father, we are grateful for the opportunity to spend time with you today. And as we speak about this message, this last day message of the three angels and how it relates to medical ministry, we pray that you'll help us to lay a foundation that will be a blessing and me encouragement Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray, amen. Well, I'm glad that you come today. Um, I have Pastor Wayne Cablano here to my left, and uh, Pastor Wayne Cablano, myself, I'm Dr. John Turquato, and uh, we've worked together for approximately 10 years doing a medical ministry in various forms in, in the panhandle of northern Idaho, Hayden, Idaho, Spokane, Washington areas as well. So uh, what we're gonna share with you today is going to be um, a series of four lectures. There'll be two more, uh, one on Friday, one on Sabbath, that talk about medical missionary work from various aspects that we've identified. The purpose is really to encourage you and to encourage you by giving you a really sound foundation to understand really what it is you're trying to, from our perspective, what we should try to do as medical ministers. Um, Today um, we have slides if you would like to get slides or notes um, all you have to do is send an email to this address a medical ministry all one word a medical ministry at gmail.com doesn't matter about capitalize it's just an email address a medical ministry at gmail.com if you send an email to that address asking for notes you'll get an email back instantly and that should give you links to all of our presentations.
1: There it is on the screen right now.
0: Yes, amedicalministry at gmail.com. That's correct. Uh, It should give you access to all of our notes, all of our slides, and then a plethora of other medical ministry materials that you might find helpful as you pursue the gospel medical ministry, a comprehensive method of going after service for the Lord in this way. So, um, let's see, and then, really what we want to do today is we want to just kind of give you some of the um, foundational principles and show how the Three Angels message is related to medical ministry. We've heard this, I don't know about you, I'm a physician, I've been a, a physician for, you know, 18 years, and sometimes I have a hard time grasping the concept of how these two fit. And we'd like to set that foundation up for you today so that you understand. Because if you have that, it becomes a very powerful foundation for you to know where to go next. Um, right from the very beginning, we want to tell you that we're going to be using a lot of Bible and a lot of spirit of prophecy um, because that's the strength that we're going to work from. Those, those two sources provide us the foundation we want. And um, overall, I, I think that uh, by having... That in your own hands, for your own study, you'll be able to move in the direction you need to independently because you'll have God's Word guiding you.
1: So we want to begin with by uh, defining what medical ministry is all about. What is, what is medical ministry? How, how do you define it? Is it very narrow? Do you have to be a doctor? No. <laughs> medical ministry is very broad. And uh, you don't have to be a doctor, you don't have to be a nurse, you don't have to be a, a health professional in, of any kind. But to show you how broad the medical missionary work, we want to give you
0: a scripture to begin with. Uh, Matthew 25, 34 and 36, then the king will say to those on his right hand, come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in and naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me.
1: Okay. <clears throat> we didn't practice this ahead of time. Sorry, but uh, before, so you see the you get the idea that. Uh, Medical missionary work is a very broad work. We're going to get back to this scripture a little bit later on this morning. But this is one of the most powerful medical missionary uh, passages in the Bible. And it deals with a broad spectrum of work of just showing love to people. Loving them in their need where they are at at the present time. You know, last night's presentation by Natasha was just right on target. That is what medical missionary work is all about. So with this, I want to give you a, uh, a very, I think, uh, maybe a, a bold statement. Uh, some people may think it's uh, crazy, but we want to defend this statement here this morning. And uh, here it is. The medical missionary work must be combined with the gospel work before the latter rain will fall. Let that soak in for a moment. Maybe you can state it another way. The latter rain of the Holy Spirit will not come until the gospel work and the medical missionary work are combined in the way that Jesus combined them. We can pray We can do all kinds of, you know, night vigils and all kinds of wonderful things. But until this one essential ingredient is combined with the gospel, we will be here on this earth a long, long time.
0: Medical missionary work encompasses a spirit. It's a spirit of loving and sacrificial sacrifice. It is a theme that recurs throughout the time uh, that we're going to be talking to you. You're going to see this theme constantly interwoven into the whole concept of missionary medical missionary work. It is this, uh, this demonstration of the character of God that we are to actually produce. This loving, sacrificial service is actually demonstrating the self-sacrificing, loving character of God. And it's demonstrated in a variety of ways. Uh, Often it's in the realm of health because that's where the need is often found. But the idea is we go wherever the need is. Any way that we relieve suffering, give encouragement, inspire hope, that is considered medical missionary work. It's until this type of character is reproduced in God's people, the character of Christ, until Christ's character is reproduced in our lives, doing this kind of thing the latter rain will not fall.
1: So we want to start off with just sharing with you a couple of Spirit of Prophecy quotations, and then we're going to dive into a study of the three angels, actually the four angels' messages of Revelation 14 and 17. But to begin with, Christ's object lessons, and uh,
0: here we go. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, Long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. I'm going to jump down a little bit. When the fruit is brought forth, immediately he putteth in the sickle because the harvest is come. Christ is waiting with longing desire for the manifestation of himself in his church. When the character of Christ shall be perfectly reproduced in his people, then he will come to claim them as his own
1: going on in the next paragraph, but to hasten the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, coming out of Second Peter 3, we all who prof- we're all all who profess the name bearing the fruit of His glory, how quickly the world would be sown with the seed of the gospel, quickly the last great harvest would be ripened, and Christ would come. And so we need to have that type of character development in us. Again, in Review and Herald July 21 1896 Notice that that bold statement at the bottom it says until this benevolence this love is brought into active experience God's God's what God's blessing cannot come upon his people in its fullness and what What's it talking about there The Latter Rain until this benevolence, until this love, until this, this character that, that was demonstrated by Jesus is brought into active experience, exercise, God's blessing cannot come upon His people. And then going on in that same uh, passage, I'm just going to read the, the boldest statement. Uh, all of this is, if you do the a uh, uh, in medical ministry... Dot, uh, at uh, gmail.com. All this will be on there, and you can download it and have, have it in context. But the great outpouring of the Spirit of God, this is in the same context of that, that previous slide. The great outpouring of the Spirit of God, that's the latter rain, which lightens the whole earth with His glory, will not come until we have an enlightened people that nobody experience what it means to be labors together with God. When we have entire, wholehearted consecration to the service of Christ, God will recognize the fact by an outpouring of His Spirit without measure.
0: Going on to the next um, slide that we'll have. I'm going to go ahead and just read through these. Um, A statement that's made in the Home Missionary, November 1, uh, 1890. It states, it is through the church that the self-sacrificing love of Jesus is to be made manifest to the world. But But, by the present example of the church, the character of Christ is misrepresented, and the false concept of him is given to the world. See, this is why the, the Lord cannot impart to his church the fullness of his blessing. To honor the church in a distinguished manner before the world would be to put his seal upon their works, confirming this false representation of his character. When the church shall come out of the world and be separate from its maxims, habits, and practices, the Lord Jesus will work with His people. He will pour a large measure of His Spirit upon them, and the world will know that the Father loves them. And should the Lord work as His heart longs to do, it would be but confirm them in their self-esteem and self-exaltation for where they are now. A revival of true godliness among us is the greatest and the most urgent of our needs. Do you see this character of Christ coming out again, this self-sacrificing love, the whole purpose of the medical missionary work? And the reason it's connected to the three angels' message is because it's preparing us to change in character the beneficent work that we do the benevolent work that is done is all done under the guidance of the gospel to bring people to Christ but it changes us because we are personally invested god is altering man
1: so until we have this self sacrificing selfless gospel we will not see the latter rainfall the question is do we have that today stay tuned the next session, we're going to be digging into that more in depth. But for now, we're going to launch into a study of the three angels' messages and medical evangelism. So, the first, uh, the first angel's message is in Revelation chapter 14 and verse 6. Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people. So here's an announcement of the end-time gospel. But let me ask you, how many different gospels are there in the world today? Do you realize that there are 43,000 Christian denominations in our world today? So how do you know which one is right? Right? Go to a call to uh, Medical Evangelism, Health Education, page 7. The Lord will give you success in this work, for the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. When it is interwoven with the practical life, when it is lived and practiced, notice this, the union of Christ-like work for the body and Christ-like work for the soul is the true what? interpretation of the gospel. And so if we don't have the combination of the work of Christ for the body and the work of Christ for the soul together, combined, do we have the true gospel? One more statement here. Testimonies, Volume 6. Notice that last part. The medical ministry missionary work is the gospel in illustration we must have that illustration of the gospel Um, so what if the medical missionary work is left out of the gospel work do we have the true gospel if we left the gospel on the other hand out of the medical missionary work we don't have the true gospel either And if we don't have the true gospel, then what do we have?
0: So, let's go on with the first angel's message. Sometimes I have a hard time understanding this this message and trying to figure out, all right, so what's it saying to me today? Revelation 14, 7, the angel came saying with a loud voice, fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment has come and worship Him who made the heaven and the earth, the seas and the springs of water. To fear God is more than just to reverence Him. It is to take His word seriously, to demonstrate that we respect, to fear, to honor, to reverence by the lives we live, to take seriously and believe it and act like we believe it. Notice
1: Deuteronomy 31 verse 12 last part there says, fear the Lord, your God, and carefully observe all the words of this law.
0: In Proverbs 1-7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. In General Conference Bulletin, I wish to tell you that soon there
1: will be no work done in ministerial lines, but medical missionary work. The work of the minister is to minister. It's time that we take these words seriously.
0: We need to demonstrate that we believe those words that are given to us by inspired writing. The Holy Spirit has given these and we need to act upon them. In the Crest collection, there's a statement that says, those who claim to believe the truth should obey the Word of God just as it reads, practicing its instruction. To fear God is to take His words seriously myself, not to help you. Before I see somebody in an office, I need to be able to share from what's inside. And before I see somebody in a health ministry program, I need to be walking somehow in that way. To fear God is to take His Word seriously and believe it and act like we believe it.
1: The next phrase in the first angel's message is to give glory to Him. We give glory to God by revealing the fullness of His character in a life of obedience God's glory is his character and uh, to reveal that character that character of love compassion and self-sacrificing humility is how we give glory to him much more than just by singing his praises but it's a life of glory revealing his character
0: John 17:4 says I have glorified you on earth and I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And if you read down in Desire of Ages, page 217, it says, his glory was shown in his condescension to our low estate. His sacrifice demonstrated his glory.
1: And uh, in the book, My Life Today, the work specified in these words in Isaiah 58 is the work God requires his people to do. It is the work God's own, of God's own appointment, the work of advocating The commandments of God. And talks about goes on and says, mingled compassion for suffering humanity. We do good to proclaim the Ten Commandments. But are we demonstrating compassion along with that? The love of Jesus. Love revealed for suffering humanity gives significance and power to the truth.
0: In Review and Herald August twenty nineteen o three, 1903, Christ came to this world as the great medical missionary. When His example is followed, medical missionary work will be carried forward in a much higher plane than it is at present time. God calls for a reconversion amongst gospel teachers, and especially among physicians and other medical missionary workers, that Christ may not be misrepresented and put to shame. Glorifying God is to reveal the character of Christ in our practice.
1: I don't know if we're... <clears throat> Maybe this morning it's, it's kind of like drinking out of a fire, fire hydrant, huh? Uh, we're, we're giving you a lot, of, a lot of statements, a lot of quotations. Basically, what we want is the Word of God to speak to your hearts today. Okay? Um, Another statement in Ministry of Healing. The world needs today what it needed 1900 years ago. What did it need 1900 years ago? It needed Jesus, a revelation of Christ. But it needs the same thing today. A great work of reform is demanded, and it is only through the grace of Christ that the work of restoration, physical, mental, and spiritual, can be accomplished.
0: The practical revelation of Christ is what the first angel's message is calling for, a practical demonstration of the character of God. And that's a message for today that we are to bear, first in our lives and also in our practice. The hour of his judgment has come. The judgment is when God's people are sealed. And so what's the sealing and what's the judgment thing all about now?
1: Let's take a look at it in Revelation 7 and verses 2 to 4. Then I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. Let me just pause here, you who are Bible students. When does the sealing take place? When? Before the latter rain? Okay. Yeah. When does the sealing take place in regard to the judgment? The sealing takes place in the judgment, doesn't it? The sealing takes place in the judgment. Okay? When your name has gone up in the judgment and you are declared eternally loyal to God, then you're sealed. The sealing in the judgment are basically one and the same event for us. So let's look at this. Then I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God, and he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was granted to harm the earth and the sea, saying, Do not harm the earth, the sea, or the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God on their what? Foreheads. Now, at Seventh-day Adventist, what do we know is the seal? I think I've heard the Sabbath. How many say the Sabbath? And the Ten Commandments. Okay. And you're right in a way. Okay. You're right in a way. Okay. There's one other passage. Notice the seal of God is put on their foreheads. Let's go to Revelation 14 and verse 1. Then I looked and behold a lamb standing on Mount Zion, and with him 144,000. Oh, backing up, going on. till we have sealed the syllabus of our God on their foreheads. And I heard the number of those who were sealed. How many? 144,000 of all the tribes of children of Israel. Now, okay, Revelation 14:1. This same group of people who had that seal put on their foreheads then I heard the number, uh, and I looked, and behold, a lamb standing on the Mount Zion with 144,000, having his father's name written where? On their foreheads. The father's name is the seal. Now, a name carries character, doesn't it? When I say the name Hitler, what type of character comes to your mind? When I say the name Jezebel, what kind of character comes to mind? When I say the name Jesus, what type of character comes to mind? The name carries the character. And so, what is put upon the minds, the forehead, the frontal lobe, where the decision, moral decisions are made, what's put there? The character... Of Jesus. That is the seal of God. Now the Sabbath is the sign of the seal. If you remember back in the Old Testament, it says the Sabbath uh, is the sign is the sign that our God is doing what? Sanctifying us. And what is sanctifying? Developing the character of Jesus. The Sabbath is the, I, what I like to say is the Sabbath is the sign of the seal. The seal is the Holy Spirit putting the character of Jesus in our, in our minds, in our lives. The Sabbath is that sign that Jesus is doing that.
0: In Child Guidance, page 182, states, The seal of the living God will be placed upon those only who bear a likeness to Christ in character.
1: And Christian experience and teachings, these are receiving the heavenly mold and preparing for the seal of God in their foreheads when the decree goes forth and the stamp is impressed, their character will remain pure and spotless for eternity. But what is the judgment all about? It's not only about us, but it's primarily about God.
0: In Christ's Object Lessons 2.96, the Lord desires through His people to answer Satan's charges by showing the results of obedience to right principles. In the 1888 materials, page 1710, the truth of this time, the third angel's message, is to be proclaimed with a loud voice, meaning with increasing power. As we approach the great and final test, this test must come to the churches in connection with the true medical missionary work a work that has the great physician to dictate and preside in all it comprehends. The judgment hour call is a call to have God's character fully developed within His believers. Jesus demonstrates God's character through acts of love, compassion, healing of the body and the mind and the soul. He was the great medical missionary. The judgment is as much or more about the judgment of God. Is it it is a judgment that regarding his word that his people can even develop a character of heaven? He said that he could. He said his people could develop that kind of character, and now the hour of his judgment is come. Can he pull it off in the lives of his people? Will we have the character of God? Will we consent to let him change us? It's God who's being judged as to whether His gospel will really work in us or not.
1: Amen. Did you catch that last? Say that again, John.
0: It's God who's being judged as to whether His gospel will really work in us or not. Okay.
1: Let's move on now to the next phrase in the first angel's message, worship Him. And by the way, you know, we're, we're going through this uh, point-by-point, step-by-step but uh, there's far much more in these messages, uh, three angels' messages, than, than what we're able to cover in, in one hour. But we're going to give you what we see as how these messages are connected to the medical missionary work uh, closely. So worship Him. We become in character like what we worship. Okay? God you know, you, you might think, well, why does God want us to worship Him? Does He just love to see us just kind of gravel in the dust and lay down before Him and, ah, oh, he, gets, he gets His kicks out of that? No. But it's because He knows that we will become like whom we worship. In Matthew chapters 24 and chapters 25, Jesus addresses the topic of his second coming. In chapter 24, he deals with the issue of the signs of his coming. In chapter 25, he tells three stories to help us to know how to prepare for his coming. And uh, the first story is the story of the ten virgins, five wise and five foolish. The only difference, what was the only difference between these two groups. One had the oil of the Holy Spirit, and one did not, okay? And uh, the oil is a representation of the Holy Spirit, but what is the work of the Holy Spirit in our hearts? To develop the character of Jesus, okay? And so, the first story deals with the character of Jesus, tells us that that is what is, is absolutely necessary to be ready for Christ's coming. The second story is the story of the Ten Talents and emphasizes the importance of putting to work that which God has given us. Okay? This also focuses on character, being diligent in the work instead of being slothful. But the third story. The third story is the, third, is the story that we least focus on. But, may I just say this, that it is the, it is the, um, the central focus. This is the, the clincher in Christ's sermon on preparing for Christ's coming. This third story is the real... What do I want to say? uh, It's it's Christ's punchline for the entire discourse on the coming of Christ. This story brings us to an unmistakable description of the character that Jesus is looking for in his people. And character is what worship is intended to develop in us.
0: So we're talking about worship God through character. And what does that look like? It's very clear to us Christ gives us no question as to what he's talking about when he says in Matthew 25, 31 through 46, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on the throne of his glory and the nations gathered before him. He will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goat and he will set the sheep on his right but on the, uh, the goats on his left. I'm going to skip down a bit. And these are the key criteria that he uses to determine that the character of his people have been reproduced. You gave me food. You gave me drink. You took me in. You clothed me. You visited me. You came to me. Further down. In as you did it to one of the least of these my brethren, you did it unto me. That was the character of Christ reproduced in his people, coming out in a demonstration of the loving, self-sacrificing character of God, rightly representing the character of our Savior. Now, let's, com- let's now compare that to those who are on his left. The words he used, you gave me no food, you gave me no drink, you did not take me in, you did not clothe me You did not visit me. Again, further down. Inasmuch as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. So the first angel's message is a call to demonstrate the character of God within his last day people by self-sacrificing, loving, benevolent work on behalf of others in response to the love that God has for us. The key is God has loved us so much that our yearning, just like Natasha said the other, the other night, it was so right on. The love that comes from our hearts will boil out in acts of devotion seen in loving sacrifice and works of benevolence.
1: So let's move forward now in our study to... Um, I should say the second angel's message. There we go. Second angel's message. Um... The first angel's message is is kind of the positive message. The second and third begin to uh, get a little heavy, but we need to look at them because they carry a very important message to us. So it says, the second angel's message, Revelation 14, verse 8, and another angel followed saying, Babylon is what? Fallen. Has fallen that great city because she has made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. In, uh, in the book, "The Faith I Live By," it says the message, but the message of the second angel did not reach its complete fulfillment in 1844. The churches then experienced a moral fall, but that fall was not complete. As they have continued to reject the special truths for this time, they have fallen lower and lower. The work of apostasy has not yet reached its culmination. Now, let me ask you, do you think it has fallen further today than it was in 1844? Do you think Babylon is continuing to fall? And so... Um, the falling of Babylon is the work of apostasy in the churches who have rejected God's holy law. And notice how the work of apostasy is connected to the medical missionary work, John.
0: 2 Kings 1, two through 2-4. Ah, uh, Ahaziah fell down through the lattice in his upper chamber and was in Samaria and was sick. And so he sent messengers and said to them, Go inquire of Baalzebub, the God of Ekron, whether I should recover from this disease? A little further down. Is it not because there is not a God in Israel that you go to inquire of Zebub, the God of Ekron? Now therefore, thus saith the Lord, thou shalt not come down from that bed on which thou art gone up, but thou shalt surely die.
1: Let's notice a couple of statements from the Spirit of Prophecy that deals with the God of Ekron in this very story. About uh, Beelzebub and how Ahaziah went into apostasy. Notice it counsels on diet and food. God has granted to His people great light, yet we are not placed beyond the reach of temptation. Who among us are seeking help from the gods of Ekron? Going on down, he wants relief. Talking about a person who who proclaims the truth, who says he believes in in the the three angels' messages, but his life habits, his lifestyle is far from it. He wants relief, but refuses to obtain it at the price of self-denial. That man is worshiping at the shrine of perverted appetite. He is an idolater. Who is he worshiping? The God of Ekron. Again, in medical ministry, our people are now being tested as to whether they will obtain their wisdom from the greatest teacher the world ever knew or seek to the God of Ekron. So the question is this, who are we taking our lead from in our work as a church? Are we taking our lead from the fallen churches around us? Or are we taking our lead from Jesus Christ through His Word? Are you following us? Babylon is fallen. Where are we going for our information? Continuing on in that same passage, those in our ranks who qualify as physicians are to receive only such education as is in harmony with these divine truths. Going on, we're reading the bolded statements. By instructors who fear the Lord and who are in harmony with His plans for the treatment of the sick. Where are we going for our education, for our young people? Are we following God's plan? Are we going after Babylon? So we're not to mimic the world. God's ways are not the world's ways. And uh, God's ways are not our ways. If we find ourselves worshiping the idol of appetite or worldly knowledge, which God calls the God of Ekron, now is the time that God is calling us to repent. And repentance is the reason the second angel's message of warning is, to, is all about. Um, we'd like to encourage others to take this same stand. We who are more experienced in the work of God must learn what Jesus would have us do and then ask him to help us to do it and not be intimidated by the world.
0: So now let's go ahead and turn our attention to the third angel's message. The third angel's message actually has two parts. The first part describes the lost at the end of time. The second part describes the saved at the end of time. In Revelation fourteen nine through 11, let's just read it just to familiarize ourselves again. Then a third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself shall also drink the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation, and he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night, who worship the beast and his image, and whoever receives the mark of his name. You see, there's two parts to this third, angel, uh, this third angel's message. Revelation 9, uh, 14, 9 through 11 is in contrast to Revelation 14, 12. These two parts describe the two groups of people who will be present at the end of time. The characters of the worshipers of God and the characters of the, worship of the worshipers of the beast, it's the characters that are opposite. So instead of focusing on the character of the beast worshipers in 9 through 11, let's focus now on the character of God's worshipers in 12 and draw some lesson from that. So verse 12, Revelation 14, 12 says, Here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. This description of God's last day people is all about character. The the only way we can develop the character of Jesus is through the faith of Jesus. This is the essential connection between the three angels' message and the medical missionary work. The only way that we can develop the character of Jesus is through the faith of Jesus. Evangelism, 190. Several have written to me inquiring if the message of justification by faith is the third angel's message. And I have answered, it is the third angel's message in verity. Verity equals truth. The, the, the third angel's message and justification by faith. Testimonies. Testimonies, volume 6, page 266. Thus, genuine medical missionary work is bound up inseparably with the keeping of God's commandments, of which the Sabbath is especially mentioned. Since it is the great memorial of God's creative work, its observance is bound up in the work of restoring the moral image of God in man. The only way we can be obedient to the law of God is the same way that Jesus obeyed the law of God. The faith of Jesus. And the faith of Jesus is obtained through faith in Jesus. The same quality of faith that Jesus exercised is the quality of faith that we are called to exercise in this last day. It is the faith of Jesus that gave him the victory over indulgent appetite and made it so that we could be saved. The only way to overcome and develop the character of Jesus is through the through the faith of Jesus. In the book, Confrontation, page 63, the scene of trial with Christ in the wilderness was the foundation of the plan of salvation and gives to fallen man the key whereby he in Christ's name may overcome. And then at page 62, back a little bit, it is impossible for them to have exalted views of God Where am I? Let me back up. Men and women indulge appetite at the expense of health and their powers of intellect so that they cannot appreciate the plan of salvation. What appreciation can such have of the temptation of Christ in the wilderness and of the victory he gained upon the point of appetite? These, it is speaking of, it is impossible for them to have exalted views of God and realize the claims of his law.
1: It's powerful. And, uh We're going to unpack that phrase, the faith of Jesus, a little bit more uh, later on today because that is a key phrase that we must understand. The Ten Commandments describe the character of Jesus, but how to make that character effective in our lives is through the faith of Jesus. Again, in Confrontation, page 61, a large proportion of all The infirmities that afflict the human family are the results of their own wrong habits because of their willing ignorance or of their disregard of the light which God has given in relation to the laws of their being. The bold part here. It is not possible for us to glorify God while living in violation of the laws of health. The heart cannot possibly maintain consecration to God while the lustful appetites is indulged. Ouch. How many can say, ouch? Do we need repentance? Do we need to humble our hearts before the Lord? A diseased body and a diseased intellect because of the continual indulgence of hurtful lust makes sanctification of the body and spirit, what? Impossible. Impossible. What is the Sabbath supposed to be a sign of? Our sanctification. And so we can can totally annihilate what the Sabbath is all about just by our indulgence. Notice that last phrase. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts.
0: found in Testimonies, Volume 8, page 77. The medical missionary work is to be the work of the church as the right arm to the body. The third angel goes forth proclaiming the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. The medical missionary work is the gospel in practice. All lines of work are to be harmoniously blended in giving the invitation, Come, for all things are now ready.
1: You see, when Ellen White is referring to the third angel's message as the message of justification by faith in verity or in truth, she's referring to Revelation 14 and verse 12, that last, that last uh, uh, passage of the third angel's message, the last verse. Here's the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. The medical missionary work is the right harm of that message, the, the faith of Jesus, is the power behind that message. So now we need to turn. We've looked, at the first, we've looked at the three angels' messages, but now we need to turn to the fourth angel's message. The fourth angel's message is found in Revelation 18, and actually verses 1 through 4, but we're going to take a look at the first three verses to begin with.
0: After these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was illuminated with his glory. And he cried mightily with a loud voice, saying, Babylon, the greatest fallen, is fallen, and has become the dwelling place of demons.
1: Now, this earth being illuminated with his glory, and is crying out with a loud voice, what is that referring to? As Seventh-day Adventist, what is, the, what is our, our language that we apply that to? The loud cry and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, right? The latter rain of the Holy Spirit. The earth was illuminated with his glory. That is the prophecy for the latter rain to be poured out. So, the glory, the earth is illuminated with His glory. It's very interesting. Whose glory is that? Let's look at the verse. After these things, I saw another angel. Who does the angel represent? The angel represents you and me. Messengers going to the world. After these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority. And the earth was illuminated with his glory. Who's the his? The angel. So the character, the glory is the character. The earth is illuminated with your character. but whose character is yours like? Because who only has glory? It's only, as in, we'll see in a later, later study, it's only as Jesus lives out his life within you and me that this takes place. Okay? This is what the medical missionary work is all about because it's a revelation of the character of of Jesus, the medical missionary work is the gospel in what? In illustration, the world needs to see what the gospel is like. Second Corinthians three three eighteen, John, take it over.
0: But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory, read character, of the Lord, are being transformed into the image, read character. From glory, character, to glory, character, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. So the fourth the loud cry of
1: the fourth angel's message uh, is the Latter Rain. In order to understand the fourth angel's message, we must turn to the greatest medical missionary chapter in the Bible. And so we're gonna turn as our culmination here this morning in this first session. To Isaiah chapter 58,
0: cry aloud, spare not, lift up your voice like a trumpet, and tell my people their transgression in the house of Jacob their sins. They seek me daily and delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness and did not forsake the ordinance of their God. They ask me of justice, of ordinances of justice. They take delight in approaching God. Why have we fasted? They say, and you have not seen. Why have we afflicted our souls, and you have taken no notice? In fact, in the day you fast, you find pleasure and exploit your laborers. Jumping down a little bit, all that religious life, and God said, "You call that a fast? Is this not the fast that I have chosen?" To loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free and break every yoke, to share your bread with the hungry and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out? When you see the naked, did you cover him and you hide not yourself from your own flesh? Then your light shall break forth like the morning, going down further. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry and he will say, here I am. If you take away the yoke from your mist, the pointing of the finger and speaking of wickedness, if you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in the darkness and your darkness shall be as the noonday. And then you shall delight yourself in the Lord. The medical missionary work and the latter reign of the Holy Spirit are inseparable. It is the true interpretation of the gospel. It is the gospel illustrated and demonstrated in the lives and characters of God's true people through acts of loving sacrificial beneficence that demonstrate the character of God.
1: Now we come to the conclusion of the fourth angel's message in verse 4. And I heard another voice from heaven saying come out of her who, God's people, my people, lest you share in her sins, lest you receive of her plagues. Come out of the confusion produced by the blending of the work of God with the ways of the world.
0: As we receive the three angels' message by faith, they will prepare us to receive the latter rain of the fourth angel's message. These messages are all about allowing Jesus to develop and to demonstrate his character in us. And that's exactly what the medical missionary work is designed to to facilitate. What I want you to do is see why the medical missionary work must be combined with gospel work. They must be together. So that the Holy Spirit will not be poured out in, in, in the latter rain until both of those work together.
1: Until they're combined. The medical missionary work is the true interpretation of the gospel. The medical missionary work illustrates and demonstrates the gospel in practical ways. The medical missionary work reveals the true character of Jesus and defeats Satan's lies. The medical missionary work provides, proves that, God, that the gospel of Jesus Christ is able to do what it claims to do. Maybe now you can see why the worst evil, we're going to read a statement a little bit later today in this in this seminar, it says that the worst evil that can come upon our churches is when the work towards the body and the work towards the soul are separated. The medical missionary work and the gospel work are separated. It brings the worst evil. Now you can see why the worst evil comes upon our churches when the medical missionary work is separated from the gospel work because then we do not have the true gospel. When the true are not combined, the gospel is defective and crippled. We'll pick up this theme in our next presentation. But before we close this one, we want to make a call to each one of you in our hearing. How many here will invite the great medical missionary the great gospel medical missionary. Who is that? Jesus. Invite him into your hearts to empower you to be a gospel medical missionary and to show forth the character of Jesus to this world today. How many are willing to make that commitment? Let me see your hands. Praise the Lord. John, lead us in prayer.
0: Dear God, we yearn to love you in return. We yearn to give you all that you deserve. And the glory, Lord, that you deserve, we wish, Lord, to give to you. We wish to understand and to practice that glory. To reveal, Lord, in our own lives that you are truthful and you can change our characters that you can help us to be self-sacrificing and selfless and loving like you. You can change us so that that's who we are. We pray, dear Jesus, that you will strengthen us so that we can provide for you what you desire, your character made in us. Thank you, Jesus. We pray that you will strengthen us as we contemplate your work in our lives. We ask in your name, This message was recorded at the GYC 2015 conference called Chosen Faithful in Louisville, Kentucky. GYC, a supporting ministry of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, seeks to inspire young people to be Bible-based, Christ-centered, and soul-winning Christians. To download or purchase other resources like this, visit us online at www.gycweb.org.